0: that the Catholic Church is the mother of all churches. Pope Francis has called for a one world government. The Bible says in the end time there will be a predominant religion accepted globally that will work in tandem with a global government. So it got us thinking, is Pope Francis the false prophet? Let's talk about it. Steagall here with Doug Norvell. We're so glad to have you. We look forward to today's topic, Doug. It's a sensitive one.
1: It always you always pick the
0: sensitive ones. <laughs> yes, I do. Get us in trouble.
1: Yeah, sorry about that, Vince. It's just the way I roll.
0: That is, that is true. <laughs> it is the way you roll, and I kind of roll that way too a little yeah. bit, so we might be a dangerous duo. We may be the Sons
1: of Thunder. I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't know if I want to be Um, Held to such high regard. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm really excited to get into today's topic because we've had a lot of conversation about this over the years. There's lots of people that call and ask us about who the false prophet is. Um, And a lot of people email and send us letters and so forth. And so we thought it would probably be a good idea to dissect what the world religion is of this end time, uh, who the world uh, religion leader will be. And uh, go by, go through it line by line and see what we come up with. Uh, many people think it will be the Pope. And so we're going to take a look at that. Uh, before we do, I want to remind you that to, this month is a very special month, the month of July. Uh, this would have been Irvin's 76th birthday month. So in honor of that, uh, we know that he spent over 50 years studying Bible prophecy and the book of Revelation. And as a result of all those studies... Uh, thousands of hours, probably tens of thousands of hours Uh, He created the most easy-to-understand commentary in his series and book, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Volume 1 and 2. So because of that, people like you and me, we can unlock the complexity of Revelation and eliminate fear as Irvin guides us through this mysterious book chapter by chapter. You can get, just for the month of July only, you can get Revelation Volume 1 or Volume 2 for a minimum donation of $150 Or you can do five interest free auto donations of $30. So that's $299 a uh, $299 value at an unbelievable discount. You can go to com slash rev to get this special, or you can call us at one 800 endtime time 1-800-363-8463. It's only available for a few more days. It's July 27th, so if you're going to do it, you've only got a few more days to get it at this special Irvin birthday rate. Um, I will tell you, though, a lot of people have wanted it, and it's actually, uh, we only have a few here in the warehouse so any minute now, as you all are responding, it'll probably go on back order. However, we're going to honor that special rate um, through the end of the month, whether we have some in stock or not. It just might be slightly delayed on it getting to you. All right, Doug, very important topic, false profit. Uh, what do we have to say? Holy Roman Empire, there's a lot of that going on in this conversation. Yeah. A lot of people think it's America
1: or New York or uh, all these things. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that a lot of people are confused by, Vince, too, is they believe that there's only one uh, person that the end time talks about, and it's the Antichrist. So a lot of people have said, well, the Pope's got to be the Antichrist. Um, We know that the Pope isn't the Antichrist. We did a show uh, about, you know, the Antichrist is going to be a political leader, and we know that from Scripture. Uh, But the Holy Roman Empire that you mentioned uh, has always been ruled by a political leader. And a spiritual leader, that was always the Pope. So we know from history that the Holy Roman Empire was born on December 25th in 800 A.D. It's funny that that was on Christmas, what we celebrate as Christmas. But uh, December 25th, 800 A.D., when Pope Leo III placed a crown on the head of the German leader Charlemagne uh, saying that I hereby crown you the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire. So that's when the Holy Roman Empire actually started. So, you know, you can go all the way back to Daniel chapter 2 and see those legs of iron that we know symbolize the Roman Empire. But then the iron, the feet of iron mingled with clay that has that holy uh, implement in there with the clay being the, the holy part of that. And so you've got... Uh, the uh, iron mingled with that clay, and that's the Holy Roman Empire. So we know from Daniel chapter 2 that that's going to be a revived... empire during the end time. It's going to be revived again because we know that the stone that breaks out of the mountain, rolls down, smashes the feet of the statue and brings the whole thing down is when Christ comes back and sets up his government. So I kind of did a, a study within that little bit of introduction there. But uh, we, we have a picture. Let's just show a picture of Charlemagne there when he was being crowned. And this is uh, the birth of that Holy Roman Empire. We have that picture. There it is. So there, there's a picture of uh, Pope Leo the Third placing the crown on Charlemagne's head. Now Charlemagne is a is a big figure uh, within the EU, the the uh, European Union, and we have a. A study that goes along with our 1 through 14 that really breaks down the revived Holy Roman Empire really goes into Charlemagne, gives you a little bit of history behind uh, how that uh, European Union has been built on this uh, image of Charlemagne, basically. Their first uh, coin that they had had Charlemagne's picture on it with the Euro uh, they 're in the charlemagne building that 's where their Parliament is, uh, so just Charlemagne is very well connected with this um, end time government of the of the EU which we know is the revived Holy Roman Empire so that brings us up to where we are <laughs> right now. Um, that tin horn beast of the end time is that revived Holy Roman Empire, um, and it happened at the signing of the Lisbon treaty that happened in November. Uh, third of two thousand and nine when all those um, when all those countries that were involved in the Holy Roman Empire signed on to that Lisbon treaty to make the eu now to some people two thousand and nine feels like an eternity ago
0: yeah, well, it really kind of is well, I mean it was like <laughs> you know I mean I remember two thousand and nine that 's the right. year I got to go to Israel, all right, and so that seems like it was yesterday i wasn 't even married in two thousand and nine it 's like Time has flown by. It really has. And what's so significant about this is it's such a huge prophetic fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And it just happened in 2009. Like yeah. people, they they say they want to see what they read about in the Word of God and things like that. You know, we want to see yeah. things we've never seen before. Like... I want to go, newsflash, here, here it is. Like, <laughs> this is one of those things that, that you pray to God and say, let me see your word come to life and things like that. Well, right. this is one of those things. And frankly, I don't, I mean, I didn't hear about it much on the news. I didn't hear much uh, from religious figures. Um, I follow a lot of people closely in that regard. And there wasn't a whole lot more talking about it outside of end time at that point. Right, And so... It's a really interesting thing. We're going to dive into the details on the other side of the break. I do want to remind you, we are taking your calls. The number to call is one 877 time one 363 8463 We want to hear from you. Is Pope Francis the false prophet? Maybe you have a better one. Uh, we'd love to chat with you and talk about it, so give us a call. We'll talk more about uh, the false prophet on the other side of the break. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search
2: End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith. In the hearts of Christians around the world, we will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall Doug Norvell here. We are taking your calls at 1-877-END-TIME, one 363 8463 If you're on Facebook watching, thank you so much. I want to remind you that when you share the video or when you hit the heart icon instead of the thumbs up, it does help us break through the algorithms a little bit and appear in your friends' and family's feeds so they can see a message like this. Now, uh, is Pope Francis the false prophet? That's our subject today. Uh, I, I haven't seen anybody talk about this, Doug, very much. I mean, you don't get this on Ben Shapiro. You don't get it on Fox Mm -hmm. news. You don't get it on CNN. People aren't talking about this type of thing. Maybe it's considered hate speech. I don't know. Uh, we don't intend for it to be, but we're talking about this because we're committed to sharing the truth with you. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that if we see something in scripture and it aligns with current events, uh, happening in our world, everywhere that you look, we don't want to be the only ones that know about it. We want to, we want to shout it in every direction that we can with every means possible. And so we're committed to telling you the truth uh, even when it's difficult. And so uh, you've been partnered up with us for many, many years. Most of you watching and listening, we appreciate that so much. We survive off from the goodness of God and from donations ranging in about the $50 mark. And so we certainly appreciate your partnership with us. Uh, if you like watching the show for free every single day, if you like the content that we bring, uh, I'd encourage you to pray about giving. Uh, if you only give to one one place for a month, consi- uh, consider End Time Ministries. You can go to intime.com slash give to do that. Now, Doug, you mentioned something during the break about our topic today. And as we were talking, you were like, uh, there's an interesting point about the Berlin Wall that I need to bring up. And so I want to make sure we hit that before
1: we move forward. Well, yeah, so... You know, Pastor Baxter saw that in Scripture. In Revelation 13, it talks about one of the heads of the beast uh, had received a fatal wound, but then it came back to life, and the whole world wondered after the beast. Well, Pastor Baxter understood that Germany was that leopard, that it had four heads, and that the Berlin Wall would eventually come down, uh, bringing back a unification of Germany there. So without that happening, in 1986 without the Berlin Wall coming down and with the reunification of Germany, none of this would have been possible for this Holy Roman Empire to be revived because there was a great wall right through there that kept it, uh, you know, separated. And once the wall came down, it allowed that New World Order to begin to roll forward and, and move faster. That's even one of the things that we talk about. That event, we believe, started uh, the shortening of the days, you know, the fourth trumpet. So mm-hmm. as we as we were moving through that a while ago and you were talking about, you know, this is pretty prophetic. Well, it couldn't happen without that coming down. And, you know, Pastor Baxter saw that way back. Uh, I believe it was in the 60s. I can't remember what year he saw that and realized that in the Bible. And then he began to write that message to the president. Uh, and and that's, you know, how that kind of evolved. But we see that that was a huge event that happened when the Berlin Wall came down. It it allowed this European Union to come back together and to uh, really establish this revived Holy Roman Empire. So that's another huge event that I just felt like we needed to mention today and get that out there. So, People got to ask themselves, well, what does this have to do with a false prophet? And what does it have to do with, with the Pope? We've talked about uh, all this information about this uh, revived Holy Roman Empire. Well, Revelation gives us some clues. And so would you like to read Revelation thirteen eleven there, Vince? Sure. It says, and
0: I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two
1: horns like a lamb and he spake as a dragon. Yeah, so we know from Scripture that the Lamb is a symbol of Jesus Christ. You know, when John the Baptist saw Jesus come in, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So we know that Jesus is symbolic of that Lamb. And so this figure, this person, is going to look very much like a Jesus figure, somebody that people look to as a representative of Jesus or uh, a Christian a lamb of God, so we know that from that's in John uh, one twenty nine, and then the dragon we know is a symbol of Satan. Revelation twelve nine tells us that that uh, the dragon is uh, Satan or the devil. So it lets us know that. So we can understand that the false prophet will be the most recognized spiritual leader in the world, and uh, I think that most people can agree that when you see the Pope, you know he's the leader of the the biggest church in the world, the Roman Catholic Church. I mean, he is that leader. When you see him, you see his white clothes, you see his crown that he wears on his head, you see all the things that go along with the Pope, you understand that he is a spiritual leader and you know Uh, the Pope as one of the most recognized people. So we believe whoever holds the office of the Pope at the time that the Antichrist is revealed, we know the Antichrist is revealed halfway into that final seven when he stands in the temple and declares himself to be God. So whoever is the Pope at that time, we believe will be the false prophet. And uh, he will be the leader of that uh, one world religion. You know who the, who the guy is that is the leader of
0: the Southern Baptist Convention?
1: No, I have you know no his idea. Name?
0: I have no idea. It's Ed Linton. I had to look it up. But <laughs> I was sitting here thinking, and in fact, before the show, when we were just going through these notes and the different stories that we were going to cover, I, I, I told you, I was like, there's no other religious organization in the world that their leader could speak into um, government-led corporations, governments, have the platform that he has. Yeah. I mean, the Baptist Convention, the Southern Baptist Convention is huge. Yeah. yeah. And their leader is not doing some of these things and has no, no, um, doesn't have the platform to do it. Wouldn't be accepted to do that. No. He wouldn't have an audience with the leaders of the world. Which is, it's really interesting. And, and um... You know, there's not a, to my knowledge. I mean, there pro- there may be, and I'm I'm probably just ignorant. But as far as like a a global uh, Islamic leader, right? Is there one global Islamic leader that's like the Pope? Is, is that?
1: I mean, I know there's predominant Islamic leaders, but is there specifically one like the Pope? Not that I know of. And okay. if I saw him on TV, I wouldn't be able to tell you who he was.
0: Yeah. So when we were going through this, I'm going. That alone, I'm going.
1: Who else could it be? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing, Vince, is we have um, this pope, and not just this pope, but popes throughout the ages that have been arm in arm with the leaders of government, just like you're saying, and, and have had these audiences. You know, every, every leader, as, uh, as they come into their elected office, they will at some point meet with the pope. I mean, President Trump's done it. I'm sure President Biden will do it. Uh, Other presidents from other nations have met with the pope, and they do on a regular basis. They go and sit down with the pope for, you know, an hour, two hours, whatever. And so it's interesting to see that he is the one world leader, uh, religious leader that everybody looks to for guidance on spiritual matters.
0: It it feels like we should ask this question, right,
1: kind of out of the gate. Is Pope Francis the false prophet? And so I'm glad you asked that question because what we need to help everybody understand is we are not saying that this particular pope, Pope Francis, is the false prophet. Why not? Why can't we say? Because the Antichrist at this point is not revealed. Now, Pope Francis— Which means since the Antichrist isn't revealed, the false prophet can't be revealed is what you're saying. Yeah, because he'll be in office at that point. Pope Francis is in his 80s. I can't remember if he's 86. I think he's around 86. But he's up in in years. He's he's not in the greatest health. He just got out of the hospital a few weeks ago. Um, And for him to be the false prophet at this point, it it seems highly unlikely that he would be. Uh, But if the Antichrist was revealed tomorrow and Pope Francis is our guy, then, you know, he would be. But, of course, we know the Antichrist won't be revealed tomorrow because we don't have a peace agreement yet in Israel. So we know that this final seven years hasn't started. That's why it's kind of unlikely that Pope Francis is the guy. However, the Pope, it
0: seems evident that the Pope would be... The false prophet.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna prove that today as we go down through some of these scriptures. We're gonna prove that whoever is the Pope, whoever holds that office at the time the Antichrist is revealed, that person will be the false prophet. All right. Well give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. The number to call
0: is 1877 in time, 1877-363-8463. We would love to talk to you. Uh, we want to go to a news story. Uh, speaking with Ecuador's El Universo newspaper. The Pope said that the United Nations doesn't have enough power and must be granted full governmental control for the good of humanity. This is from the Pope Mm -hmm. getting involved in world government conversation (laughs) at a very high level. Uh, Goes on to say, but what is raising eyebrows is the Pope's call for a new global political authority. And here's more from the Guardian, quote... Pope Francis will call for changes in lifestyles and energy consumption to avert the unprecedented destruction of the ecosystem before the end of this century according to a leaked draft of a papal a, a papal encyclical in a document released by an Italian magazine on Monday the Pantiff will warn that failure to act would have a grave would have grave consequences for all of us Francis also called for a new global political authority tasked with tackling the reduction of pollution and the development of poor countries and regions. His appeal echoed that of his predecessor, Pope Benedict, who in a 2009 encyclical proposed a kind of super UN to deal with the world's economic problems and injustices.
1: A super UN <laughs> to deal with the world's economic and polit- uh, problems and injustices. So one of the things they're talking about there, Vince, is they're talking about global warming. They don't come out and call it global warming there or climate change, but this Green New Deal, all the things that we're seeing. And remember, back when we did a program where uh, there was a uh, – executive for cnn that was being recorded at a dinner table and he didn't know he was being recorded and he was talking about how they push things you know when when things begin to happen earlier in 2020 they pushed the an agenda and he was asked well what will the next agenda be and he said i don't know probably global warming so agendas are what the one world order is all about and this is what is being pushed by the person who holds the office of the Pope right now. They're pushing this um, global, political, environmental situation saying, look, we've got to save our planet. You know, we've got to to save our planet. We've got to have socialism. He talks about that there, even though it doesn't call it that. He talks about injustices and economic problems. He talks about people who are the the have-nots, the poor communities and regions that they... That's socialism, when they redirect the money. That's what the whole Green Deal is about. That's what the Paris climate change was about. It's really wealth redistribution we take from the rich countries and we give to the poor countries. So it's socialism at its finest, and he's pushing socialism in that article. So. And whatever. And the interesting thing to me
0: is whatever he pushes is, uh, I'll, I'll do quotes, from God. Yeah, And so, like, I have yeah, family... Yeah, make sure you do those
1: quotes from yeah. <laughs> I,
0: yeah. Uh, I have family who are Catholic, mm-hmm. and when the Pope came out several years ago promoting homosexuality, well, that was not a very Catholic thing to do at that time.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and when the Pope came out in support of um, some homosexual things, I asked them about that, like, what are you thinking? And they say, well, the Pope said it's okay now and aren't we supposed to love everyone? And I'm like, yeah, but like the leader who you believe that whatever they say is like gospel now, like this is from God and it's now to be practiced as if God just said it. Yeah. Just said something that contradicts God's word. Right. How do you reconcile that? There's no way, to. Right, and it's just really crazy to me that there's so much power held up by someone um, like that that you've never even met before. Yeah, it's like I well, don't you know, know how they, to process they believe that,
1: very that well. he is actually the representative of Christ on Earth. I, mean, I that, know that's what vicar means. Well, and 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 so that's a lot of power. Yeah,
0: it's a lot of power. That's a lot of power, <laughs> and so you're set up in a position, and no one feels that way. Yeah. About the leader of the Southern Baptist Convention, or the yeah. leader of whatever else you want to fill in the blank there, whatever you want. Absolutely. and like in in many of those cases, if that leader starts saying things that contradicts the Word of God, we say they need to be voted out of their office. Right. You know, we're going to go riot at our convention until <laughs> things are changed. Yeah. But not in this case. It's well. That's. It's what the Pope said. Yes. Gotcha. Very interesting. <laughs> Um, All right, we'll go to another story here. Pope Francis calls for global governance and jabs for all. I've edited the word there so YouTube doesn't slap our wrists again. Uh, The letter was sent to the spring 2021 virtual meeting between the Globalist World Bank and International Monetary Fund. There we are again. The Pope is engaging with global organizations uh, that are very influential. Uh, He delivered through Peter Cardinal Turkson, Perf, perfect of the holy sees uh, dicastery for promoting integral human development. I think you picked this article That's on easy purpose. for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till we get to the Latin stuff. Now in the letter the pope says the COVID-19 pandemic forced the world to confront a series of grave and inter- interrelated socio-economic, ecological and political crisis. Francis brought up one of his favorite topics, climate change, claiming Quote We are in fact in debt to nature itself, as well as the people and countries affected by human induced ecological degradation and biodiversity loss. Goes on to say more, which we will cover on the other side of the break. Uh, You don't want to miss the rest of the story. It's quite unbelievable when we're considering who the false prophet might be. We are taking your calls. The number to call is 1-877-IN-TIME. It's (laughs) 1-877-363-8463. Stay tuned for more.
3: Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Volume 1, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation. Featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations, you'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to ntime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study.
4: If your station only
5: carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Segal here with Doug Norvell. The number to call to talk to us is 1-877-END-TIME, one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. 363 8463 We are going to get to the calls, but first we wanted to wrap up this article and provide some commentary on it um, a little bit more. And so the article that I was reading right before the break goes on to say, Francis's language sounds similar to that of the globalist founder of the World Economic Forum who designed the anti-Catholic Great Reset, a plan heavily dependent on a green financial agenda. Francis has sent... Um, addresses to WEF already four times during his eight years as pope and has permitted a Vatican roundtable at WEF's annual Swiss conference site. Pope Francis also refers to the secular fraternity outlined in his recent encyclical, I'm not even going to try to read that, Doug, and calls for a justly financed jab solidary, which, according to him, is necessary to fulfill the law of love and the health of all. Here, he continues, I reiterate my call to government leaders, businesses, and international organizations to work together in providing jabs for all, especially for the most vulnerable and needy. Pope Francis recently called for a new world order, and according to the letter, this world order should be globalist, as he says, quote, there remains an urgent need for a global plan that can create new or regenerate existing institutions, particularly those of global governance, and help to build a new network of international relations for advancing the integral human development of all peoples. It sounds
1: like (laughs) a politician's talking. Yeah, it does. It does. Notice he mentions new world order in there quite a few times. Yeah, and so over and over, this is is going along with what the Bible says. I mean, we're actually seeing Revelation seventeen begin to develop in that story. Like you said, he's meeting with financial uh, institutions that run the world. Hmm. He's meeting with these leaders. Uh, and so it's it's very interesting because it does, I mean, all that story right there that you just read, it feeds right into the Bible in Revelation 17, which I guess we'll get into here in a second. Did, where do you want to go from here, Vince? You want to take a call first? Sure, let's take a call. All right, let's folks. not keep the people waiting. Right. Joe
0: from New York, welcome to End of the Age.
1: Hello there,
0: guys. How are you doing today, we're doing well. You're breaking up a little bit. If you can uh, hold the phone a little closer, I think it might help.
5: Hold on. Let me try shifting this phone. Hold
0: on a minute. All right, Joe. I think we'll need to put you on hold. Is that
5: better? Oh, there he is.
0: That's a lot better.
5: Okay, there we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting old. you got to bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> What's your comment
0: or question about today?
5: Well, it's a question and a comment. Okay. The question will come after the comment. But I've studied a little bit about the history of Catholicism. If you study and know the office of being a pope, it's totally evil. Totally evil. has nothing to do with the scriptures. Nothing to do with it. And the history of Catholicism is basically really bad. You know, if we look at history, the historical facts. But now if you hear, here's the point I want to make, that all of us, that have Holy Spirit, because the Spirit leads us to know all truth. Because all these song and dance men, these deceivers, a lot of them, they believe this stu- this stuff that they're saying. They are deceived, but they'll put on nice humanistic terms that sounds good to the human population of the planet. Oh, that sounds good, peace and love and jo- you know. But behind it, they're being manipulated. Because we know, as the scripture says, we fight not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities. And he's the one. We know who's behind this whole thing. But that said, if you guys think of the stuff that you've been studying, can't you... I mean, we've got to come to a conclusion that who's ever in the Pope's office, that's the guy. He's, he's, He's like the manipulating force. Yeah that the political leader, he wants to win. You know, there's a lot of religious people running around this planet, you know. So is and that your question, of,
0: Joe? Or are you asking if that's our conclusion?
5: Is it, that's what I'm saying. But here's, here's one other thing. We don't know how Satan works in all his subtleties. We learn as we go one day at a time. But this guy could live to be 100. We don't know that, that he may have miraculous health and be the guy because all of his his comments since he's been in that office it sounds really like you know he's the guy or he's laying the groundwork for the next guy
1: right yeah so i'd say what, we agree i mean with what that. do
5: you think is it not yeah. clear
0: it's crystal clear to us joe that yeah. that's what we think uh, you know we we can't say for certain that pope francis is the guy but we are saying and we're getting ready to get into some scripture here uh, to help explain further that whoever the pope is at at the time uh, when the Antichrist is revealed uh, that we can't see any other option other than the pope being the false prophet. Yeah. So I think okay, well. we're right in we're right in alignment, Joe. We appreciate you calling. We do have some other calls that we need to get to in some scripture. We do appreciate you calling always. It's always nice to talk to Joe. Uh He'll always have a place in my heart because I think back to Irvin's last program on the open line and Joe was the second to last caller. (laughs) I think it was um, 3.52 when Joe got through and uh, just gave Irvin such uh, very, very kind comments and encouraged him. And, of course, none of us knew that would be his last show. So Joe holds a special place in our heart here at End Time. We always appreciate talking to him. All right. You want to get into this verse, or you want to go to more calls?
1: I'm following your lead, Doug. Let's hit the verse just so that we can begin to understand how we know this. How's that sound?
0: All right. All I right. will call. Uh, go to Revelation chapter 17, starting in verse one. Uh, and there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither. I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a gold cup in her hand. Full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And the angel said unto me, wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns. Now, Doug, we start reading Revelation and this starts sounding a whole lot like Narnia again. (laughs) There's a lot going on in here that doesn't make sense to most people. Yeah. Um, so there 's some digging we 've got to do
1: right, and so it 's important that we do that but one of the one of the first things we see is a woman riding on a scarlet colored beast, and uh, this beast has seven heads and ten horns. Well, that sounds real familiar that 's the beast from Revelation thirteen. That's the one world government beast, the red dragon with seven heads and ten horns. It's got the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, and the mouth of the lion. It doesn't tell us that in Revelation 17, but it's the exact same beast, and this woman is riding on the back of the beast. And so that scripture that you just read actually gives us several clues, Vince. Okay. And we can work our way down through the clues uh, and talk about that. So, if we look at mystery Babylon, it says that it's a city, right So Revelation 17:18, "In the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth." Now, remember, we just talked about how the kings of the earth all get an audience with the Pope at some point in time when they come into office. We just talked about the Pope meeting with the world, the global financiers of the world, and he has an audience with them. This says that. This woman made them drunk with the wine from her cup. So this woman is a great city. Well, many teach that the unit, United States is mystery Babylon. A lot of people say that, especially because of 9-11 and mm-hmm. some of the things that they believe came out of Revelation chapter 18 that match up with that. However, the U.S. isn't a city, but Rome is a city. So the Bible also says that this, this city sets on seven hills. In Revelation seventeen nine, it says, "And here is a mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth." Now so you, the, you know, we have a picture of that that you wanted to show. I think. Yeah, there's there's the picture of the seven hills of Rome. I don't know how well you can see but, that. But some of the translations in uh, other biblical translations actually read seven hills and not seven mountains. But when you look up the Encyclopedia Britannica, the seven hills of Rome, it gives you these seven hills. So you can see on that map, they're outlined there, and that is in Rome. And it says uh, in Encyclopedia Britannica, this is where you get your revenge on me. Seven hills <laughs> of Rome, group of hills on or about which the ancient city of Rome was built. The original city of Romulus was built upon Palatine Hill. The other hills are Capoline, Capitoline, uh, Quirinal, Minimil, Esquilin, Esquilin uh, Caelian and aventine now i probably butchered those to pieces yeah, well, but, hey, mad at you. Right um, now. i probably did especially if you've ever been to rome but that <laughs> gives you a general idea they're named and there's their mountains that the city sets on we know rome is the city of seven hills there's two important clues right there that prove that this is uh speaking of rome now is it possible that the roman catholic church said okay we're going to be
0: established in rome because the Bible talks about this hill, this city of seven
1: hills. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I don't think they would want to be this. No.
0: But I'm saying, you know, there's some people that are going to go, well, let's. Yeah. They've met, I don't know. People come up with some really interesting ideas. And so is it, I guess that's all I'm saying is, is it possible that they knew this portion of the verse, didn't care to read the rest?
1: Let's establish it here. No, but it's real possible that two thousand years ago, God knew all this stuff. So hey, uh, you know, it's good. Yeah, so that they didn't know this, but God did, and He gave us this warning about it. Um, so the scriptures also say that uh, it presides over an international system. Uh, system. Verse one says that she sets on many waters, and Revelation seventeen fifteen tells us what the waters are: the waters that thou sawest. Where the horse sitteth, are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. Well, Vince, does the Vatican and Rome and the Holy Roman um, Catholic Church set on many peoples, nations, tongues? More so than any other. Yeah, absolutely. If you look up a map, I I should have pulled one up for this. But if you look up a map and see where the Roman Catholic churches are all over the world, they're all over the world. I mean, especially like when you pull up a map, you're going to see that, especially in Europe, but all throughout the United States, in South America, uh, even in Canada, that the Catholic church is the predominant church. So they proceed over over many people, preside over many people, I'm sorry. So that's another clue. Uh, It also says that the woman was clothed with purple and scarlet. We have a picture here showing you that the bishops are dressed in purple and the cardinals wear scarlet. It's the two ruling bodies of the Catholic Church and their uh, uniforms are different. One wears scarlet, one wears purple. Matches up perfectly with the scripture there in Revelation 17.
0: Very interesting. There's some other clues as well that we'll get to after the break, as well as your calls. Give us a call if you want to join us, 1-877-END-TIME, 1-877-363-8463.
6: Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com.
7: Welcome
0: back to End of the Age. Vince DeGaul here with Doug Norvell. I do want to remind you all about um, the special that we have going on Revelation, Volume 1 and 2. Irvin Baxter recorded the last lesson of Volume 2 literally three weeks before he passed away. And so uh, that's been available for almost a year now. And in honor of his seventy-six, uh, what would have been his 76th birthday, uh, we wanted to do whatever we could to help get this uh, special product in your hand. And so uh, there's a special going on for the month of July. It ends in just a few days. It won't be available on August 1st. So if you're going to take advantage of it, go to endtime.com rev or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. All right, Doug, before the break, we got hit with the music there and uh, we weren't able to finish some of these clues. We felt like it was important that we do come back and finish these and uh, mention one more thing before we go to the calls. So uh,
1: let's do that and then we'll get
0: straight to the calls.
1: Okay, so uh, another clue, and and the reason why I bring this up is because it's like this scripture goes perfectly with everything, and I just want to show you every little detail that I can today. So... Uh, we've got a picture of uh, the golden chalice. It says she has a golden cup and precious jewels. So we've got a picture of the chalice. That there, we can look at that first. That's the uh, the crown that the pope wears there, and you can see it's it's covered with precious jewels. And there's this cup. There's this chalice. It's a golden chalice. I mean, scripture even told us this, and so it's very interesting when you see those things. Just another. Uh, Interesting clue there. But one of the the biggest clues to it is the blood of the saints and the martyrs are on her hands. Rome, and specifically the Emperor Nero, is responsible for killing the saints Peter and and Paul. I mean, they were both executed there uh, by Nero. And then the Catholic Church itself killed many people during the Reformation and uh, the Spanish Inquisition, we've got a picture of one of the ways that they torture people on the wheel. And this would just break your entire body as they rode you around on this wheel and just b- broke you in half. And uh, so it's just a, another way that they torture people. Remember, the Spanish Inquisition was about converting the Jews to Christianity. And if they didn't convert, they killed them. So this was going on. And, and the Catholic Church has even uh, offered a, uh, a statement of uh, repentance for the things that the Catholic Church has done in the past to people. They've even said, yes, we're guilty of this and we repent of this. And, you know, so you have that in history that that's happening. But one of the final clues, and this is interesting because of the article that we have to kind of go along with this. But one of the final clues there is she is the mother of harlots, This must mean that she has daughters, and the Catholic Church even considers herself the mother of all churches. During the, the Reformation, um, the 500-year anniversary of the Reformation, the Catholic Church called a lot of Protestant churches back home. And they all went, and they, they went, I believe it was in Worms, uh, Germany, where they had the big ceremony, and they planted 500 trees for the 500 different churches that had separated from the Catholic Church during the Reformation time. So it was kind of like a reconciliation back to the Catholic Church. But it's interesting that the Catholic Church herself calls her the mother of churches, and the Scripture tells us she's the mother of harlots. So we've got a, an article here that uh, Vince is going to share with us. Well, what's interesting
0: is, is you, re- you had recalled reading this article, so we went out to find it. Yeah, and so I think you used Google and you tried to search on Google, couldn't yeah. find it anywhere. So you tried on Bing, couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. And you're like, I know this article exists somewhere. You've read it before. You're not going that. You're crazy, but you're not that crazy, right?
1: And uh, and so, actually, just it was only like you know five or six weeks ago that I found the article. Okay, on on Bing, and I can't find it anywhere now in there. But you went to DuckDuckGo, right? And it came up. Yeah, but not even on the first page, though. I had to go a little deeper into the pages to actually find the article, but I found it.
0: It's just interesting that it's hidden, kind of hidden. But (laughs) it says the Vatican has decreed that the Catholic Church is the mother of all churches and banned the term sister churches to describe other denominations in two new documents that could harm Vatican efforts. Toward unity with other believers. In a letter to bishops worldwide on Saturday, the Pope's chief theological advisor, Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, said it was incorrect to call Christian churches ranging from Protestants to Orthodox sister churches of the Catholic Church. The Cardinal said the term was sloppy terminology and cannot be used to describe Christian communities that were not actually in communion with Rome. It must always uh, it must be always clear that the one holy Catholic and apostolic universal church is not the sister, but the mother of all churches. It should be noted, too, this is an older article, but it's 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 uh, critical information to, to uh, explain how they are uh, have set aside the sister church term and proclaim themselves as the mother
1: church. Yeah. And, and I really feel like, Vince, that one of the reasons why this article was kind of pushed back is because of what it says about. Uh, this could hurt their relations with bringing the other churches in for uh, reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this article is, is older. It was back when uh, Ratzinger was a, a cardinal before he actually became Pope Benedict, the pope just before Pope Francis. He wrote this in an encyclical. So it, it's, it is their stance. They have said many times, we, we are the mother church. And the others are our daughters, Mm -hmm. are our sisters. So uh, if you're the mother church, you're going to have daughters because a church is always considered a a female, a virgin. And and so we always look at it as the bride of Christ. So uh, we know that she's the mother of all harlots. So the Bible is is giving us all these clues. And America fits none of these clues, folks. I mean, I know people like to try to twist it and make it work, but it doesn't work. It doesn't even work in Revelation 18, and one day we'll show you that and prove it to you there, too. (laughs) But Revelation 17 specifically says that the Holy Roman Catholic Church will ride the back of that one world beast. All right, we will go straight to the calls.
0: Angela in Washington, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Hi.
7: Hello.
0: Hi, you're on the air.
7: Hi, I have a question. Um, Since the Vatican owns... The crowd of Turin, do you think that they could possibly use the DNA to, like, artificially inseminate someone and recreate Jesus so that when the false prophet goes to the temple and declares himself as God, that he actually has literally the DNA to prove it? Because... The Nobel Peace Prize, when Barack Obama was president, was given away to people that created an embryo without anything except for a piece of DNA, which they, the Vatican owns, the up of Turin with Jesus Christ's DNA on it.
1: Well, I, I've never heard that argument before. That's new to me. But, uh, you know, I, I don't. Think so? I think that the Antichrist right now is alive on Earth. I think that he is a political leader right now on Earth. I think he's out there somewhere. Uh, I think that Scripture lets us know this because it tells us that the Prince of the people that came and destroyed the temple would be the one that confirms the covenant. So we we have that understanding from Daniel nine twenty six that this is going to be a leader out of the out of europe somewhere out of this revived holy roman empire so daniel uh 9 kind of gives us a clue about that we didn't go into that today because we were talking about the false prophet but um i don't i don't know that i could could see that coming how else
7: how else would anyone proclaim themselves to be jesus
1: well there's going to be a lot of things that are going on there and, and he's not necessarily going to proclaim himself to be jesus he's going to declare himself to be the Messiah and God. So he, the Messiah to other people wouldn't be Jesus. Uh, we know that Jesus was the Messiah and, and is the Lord God, but this person is going to be God to every uh, religion out there. He's going to declare that he is God and uh, not necessarily Jesus, because Jesus told us that in the end times we were going to be hated because of his name. So I doubt that he would come in the name of Jesus proclaiming to be Jesus.
7: That makes sense. I we appreciate your call, Angela. This um, belongs to the Vatican.
0: We appreciate your call, Angela. We're running out of time. and want to get to some other callers. Thank you so Thank much you. for calling in. Uh, we will go to Michelle in Virginia. Michelle, welcome to End of the Age.
4: Hi, how are you? I just want to point out, you guys mentioned great things, but the Jesuits were created... Um, shortly after um, Luther nailed the 95 Thesis to the door um, church door in Germany, and they were created to infiltrate the harlots. So all the churches have been infiltrated from the time of the get-go, okay? And definitely um, the first Jesuit Pope is Pope Francis. I'm backing you guys up. He is a false prophet. He said Jesus failed on the cross um, according to their own St. Malachi prophecy. He is the last pope. He was not registered or written incorrectly either, as all the other popes. He didn't sign it in Latin. I think he did it in Italian, which broke all other forms of Catholicism rites or ways. And also, um, the Catholic Church, this is key, created Islam in the 600s. And that's the biggest thing to reach people for salvation, because they created in the 600s more of a business deal for everyone would have their kingdom, and there was an ex-Jesuit priest named Cardinal, I'm sorry, Alberto Rivera, that was poisoned to death once he left the Catholic Church and let this news out. And he learned it from Cardinal B, B E A, and you can definitely um, Google that or Duck Duck Go it. And then also one other thing, P C is a mirrored backup for the Vatican. It's a mirrored backup. Just like in technology, you have your mainframe, but if something happens to the mainframe, which the Vatican will be destroyed, it goes it refers to its mirrored backup sitting on the other seven hills, which is DC.
1: All right. Well, thank you for that information. We appreciate that today, Michelle. All right, we'll go to Sam in
0: Texas. Sam, welcome to End of the Age. Hey guys, hey guys, I'm gonna make it quick. Uh I think Saint Malachi predicts one more, uh, Peter the Roman. And then I was thinking the Antichrist hates the harlot and destroys the harlot and but then the false prophet and the
1: Antichrist are destroyed at the same time. So I was wondering maybe the, the false prophet might not be the Pope because they hated the harlot, but that's all I got. Gotta go. All right, thanks, Sam. Well, We should probably wrap up this. He's right. It does say that that one world government will hate the harlot. They'll hate the Christians. They'll hate the church, but not necessarily the false prophet. The false prophet, he's correct, is going to be thrown into the lake of fire with the Antichrist. And so we we know that from Scripture. We don't have time to go through the rest of the Scripture there, but we do know that – you know, in the end, what happens to the Antichrist and the false prophet? Uh, Revelation nineteen twenty tells you that the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, uh, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and that had worshipped his image. These both were cast into, alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone and so that happens at the return of jesus christ we know that that's where these two are going to be that's always also another way that we can show that these are two separate individuals the beast being the antichrist and the false prophet being that religious leader jesus is going to take both of them, throw them into the lake of fire so we better clarify one more time is yeah. pope francis
0: the false prophet
1: we don't know for sure <laughs> so we know whoever holds that office right at the time the Antichrist is revealed, that person, whether it be Pope Francis or a pope after him, is going to be that false prophet. And and I feel like, you know, we definitely proved that through Scripture today.
0: And if you don't feel like we did, we've got dozens of hours of content at endtime.com. And watch.endtime.com. You can go and uh, read more about it and watch some videos on it. I want to remind you once again, we have a very special deal on Revelation the vault of Volume 1 and Volume 2. Go to endtime.com slash rev to learn more about that or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. We'll see you tomorrow.
4: This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information,